Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. This week, I interviewed Jennifer Cooper, publisher and editor-in-chief of Jennifer Magazine. Jennifer and I had such an incredible discussion about moving into middle age as a woman in our modern world. We talked about ageism. We talked about the powerful fertility of this time. We talked about our own experiences with this. And I had the opportunity to vulnerably share about one of the major side effects from my cancer treatment. This conversation is going to hit home for so many of you. I feel like women of all ages will get something out of this discussion. So sit back and enjoy. Here is Jennifer Cooper. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me this week. And Jennifer, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So just to get started, could you um, introduce yourself and just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I am uh, Jennifer Cooper. I am the publisher and editor-in-chief of the online magazine, Jennifer Magazine. Um, I have been in the world of content creation, I think, for the longest period of my career. So this this magazine started, um, well, this idea started in uh, 2020 when we were all in lockdown. I was having a birthday. And uh, this was basically my birthday gift to myself. So uh, just showing up in the world. And then, you know, I've been doing that for a little while. And I just, the goal has always been to invite other people to show up into the world also, um, especially at the age when we are starting to fade from traditional media, right? So women in their 40s, like we're finally getting into it in 50s, you know, but there's this spot where it's, historically, we've just kind of disappeared. And um, the spot is so rich and fertile and fantastic. It's also got its challenges. And so, um, yeah, that's what that's what I'm trying to create this space. Mm. Oh, I love that. That totally resonates with me. And I know that so many of my listeners are women that fall into this age group, including myself, I'm 39. And yeah, I just so I'll think- be able to welcome you to the club soon. That's right. <laughs> November, November 9th, November Ooh. 9th. I'm 40. It'll be a Sagittarius or is that Scorpio. Scorpio? Scorpio. Okay. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm definitely a Scorpio. <laughs> um, yeah. So this totally resonates with me. Um, when you reached out to me about coming on the podcast, it just felt like such a good fit because I really, um, I have noticed more and more, and I think we probably do as we get a little older, I've noticed, started to really notice ageism and Mm -hmm. this, and something that you mentioned uh, before we got on the interview is Mm -hmm. internalized ageism. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because that resonates with me for sure. Yeah. So I can't talk about this from like an academic perspective, but I can tell you from just, you know, unpacking, doing my own unpacking over the years. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, 
you know, I remember when I was probably 30, um, I remember my friends starting to say, oh, I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm so old. And for me, um, I just, I, I thought about the longevity of my life and I could not be old at 30 because I would have spent most of my life being quote unquote old. Right. And there is so much, I mean, they were joking and I get it, but the jokes come from this. I think (laughs) this is my perspective. The jokes really come from this place of being afraid of being afraid of our relevance fading. I mean, we start to say things like, Oh, I can't keep up with the TikToks and the da 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 and the da da da. And all of us, none of us can keep up with it. We are in this time of rapid explosion and none of us can keep up. But yeah. this fear that has been, I think it's 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 founded, right? So when we were growing up, when I was growing up, you know, we there was just this quietness around aging, getting older, you know, perimenopause, menopause. It was kind of shrouded in secrecy, which leads to a lot of shame which leads to a lot of people exiting, you know, like not wanting to talk about it because they're afraid. And so I think all of that, I mean, if you look at the studies about women in their forties, you know, we're at the height of our careers and yet almost something like two out of three, I'd have to look up the AARP article, but like two out of three women, when they, when they turn like 45 or something like that, two out of three women experience ageism in the workplace. So for us, we're holding on to all of this historical stuff and we're ushering into this new era. And it's just, it's a mind fuck, you know, like it's a mind bending, like weirdness. So I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of, um, it, it constantly, I'm constantly having to check myself too in my own ageism and my own bias, both to be honest, towards younger people and like where I'm at and then older people. Cause I think, I think there's a lot there that, um, I'm trying to heal myself. Sure. Yeah. This is such an interesting topic for me. There's a lot of layers of this in my life. So one of the things that comes up for me, as we talk about this is, um, in 2021, I was diagnosed with cancer and went through chemotherapy radiation. I'm cancer free now. But one of the things that my treatment did was it put me through menopause instantly. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's what's so fascinating to me. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I remember the shock of the diagnosis, the, you know, there were so many scary parts to this, but the one day, the one day when I came home from my doctor's appointment and completely lost my shit was the day that my doctor told me I was going to go through menopause that of I had freaking cancer, but the thing that terrified me and I was shocked by my own response. The thing that terrified me was menopause because I was equating that with aging. Yes. And yes. How wild is that? Right. You know, this stuff goes so deep and I, you know, it comes up for me and I'm not even ashamed of it because I've, recognized. And I hope most of us do, even if we've made those jokes in the past that we forgive ourselves because we have absorbed so much messaging that is not of our own, right? Especially people who've been socialized as women. Um, you know, I think like we have just, these messages have been drilled into our heads that we are about our fertility, right? Mm, Yes. We are about our fertility, 
but only physical fertility of being able to bear children. We have so much more fertile soil within us, whether we parent or not, whether we have a, you know, we are always mothering something. We're always being a doula to something. We're always creating something. And that is the fertility goddess. I want to, you know, embody. I want to pray to like, that's the one I want, you know? Yes. And I just think that, um, I think that that menopause that you went through, you went through it at a, at a, a, a medical for a medical reason. Right. But you got to experience what that was like and what we yeah. all fear. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, it comes up. It really yep. comes up. Well, and what was so interesting. So at first it terrified me, mm-hmm. but you know, one of my things I'm a courage coach, fear is my thing. So I really sat with that and allowed that feeling. I allowed myself to be terrified. I allowed myself to experience the challenging emotions associated with that. And what was interesting is on the other side, when you allow yourself to feel your fear on the other side of it, the fear volume comes down and your intuition's voice goes up. And one of the things that came through for me, once that particular fear had been really felt and processed was that menopause was actually a sacred transition and Mm. it was a sacred transition Mm. into a new level of wisdom. And that actually one of the things that came through for me was that I don't believe in coincidences. And Mm. one of the things that came through was that this isn't a coincidence. This is happening because I am meant to birth something new into the world. And this transition was necessary. Oh, I have chills. This is so good. Cause I just, what I wanted to say was, you know, middle age is that, and I think so many of us feel like we're breaking apart. Right. Yeah. So like I had that experience, um, when I was 45, I'm 40, I just turned 47. So when I turned 45, I just had, I don't know the weight of everything, just everything felt like it, it basically shattered me. I mean, we were going through this pivotal moment in the U S right pivotal moment in the global world. We were going through, we're going through this pivotal moment in human civilization where we have, where we we've reached a tipping point that we've crossed over that, you know, our um, scientists who study the earth are like, our environment is not going to be the same. It was the same through all of civilization. It is not now. So and even though that's very big and I'm doing a women's magazine, which is very small, I, I just cracked apart. And so, you know, that was the first time that I deeply, deeply knew that I needed help. Mm. Like, you know, it wasn't performative vulnerability. This was like, I cannot get up in the morning. I cannot get out of bed in the morning. I cannot face what I need to face. Mm. And so, yeah, it was kind of like that. Like I haven't gone through menopause yet, but I think everything I am in perimenopause. Um, so those hormones roller coaster <laughs> is real. And we were just dealing with some family stuff and all of that. And I just, I couldn't do it. And it, it took me probably until recently until, you know, to yeah. really get back into that kind of place where I'm like, no, no, no. This is, that was meant to be. And here I am now I'm coming out now. (laughs) I love that. And yeah, it just, I think what made me think of that is just what you were saying about, um, fertility is not just physical reproductive fertility. And as women, I think the divine feminine is here Mm -hmm. to birth in so many ways. 
And, and it's like, look at what you created, you know, this, this magazine that you've created, you know, I've read through it. It's such a cool resource. I think it's for everyone listening. You definitely want to go check it out. (laughs) And actually, you know, while we're talking about it, can you share a little bit about it? Because your magazine, it goes right hand in hand with what we're discussing here. Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up on magazines. I grew up up in an age where we did not have social media, but we did not have the internet, you know, I mean, we did when I was like a teenager, but it was message boards. Right. So, um, and that was like, I remember my dad, my dad was one of the, you know, he was a software engineer. And so I was always exposed to this stuff at a very young age. And I remember him showing me like touch screens, like back in like, you know, the eighties, take your daughter to work day. And I was like, who's ever going to need this? Meanwhile, I'm on my phone every day touching things and like the message board. Um, I was like, what type of dorks are ever going to need that? Oh, this dork right here. Right. (laughs) I'm going to be on it all the time. So when I was growing up, you know, we had these magazines and, you know, you go through the checkout line too, and we'd see them. And, and I think, you know, I'm absorbing all these messages as a young girl, what's on TV also, because, you know, this, when we talk about media, we're talking about all of the messaging. Right. And so there was a lot of a very specific viewpoint of what womanhood was, you know, it was very white, very thin, very young, very like, what do I want to say? Giving of others, you know, like how to please your man in bed and how to do this and how to look good and how to, you know, and, um, so, so I wanted to take that and, and use that kind of as a vehicle, something that was accessible to talk about this time of life. And we talk about style, wellness, relationships, and culture, because all of those things are changing for us in this period. Like we're re-identifying ourselves. You know, my youngest um, just graduated from high school and I feel like such a weight of relief. You know, I wasn't even sad. (laughs) It was more like, no, now we both get to experience our lives and go forward, like in the ways that we you know, need to. So there's a lot of freedom in that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what we cover. We cover style. Um, we have a style person on who is, um, also queer because I feel like, you know, that perspective is so freeing and liberating that is going to be, you know, that is such a freeing part of this period of time too. It's like, I don't care what people think, you know, I want to express myself, you know, we cover wellness from the perspective of like, uh, you know, holistic wellness. Um, cause there are things that change in our body. You went through menopause, you know, that it's, it's different, but it's not just the physicality of it. There right. are a lot of products on the market now who are like, Oh, well, you know, a lot of products that are trying to target the menopause, uh, audience. Um, mm. but it's from a physical, right. You know, and it's not just physical. It's, it's right. like you like spiritual. It is, you know, emotional, there's so much there. And then relationships, our relationships are always changing, especially now, you know, and, uh, culture. I mean, we also do some, some stuff on, um, career because our careers are, what do we do next? Right. What's what's ahead of us are some of us are just, you know, plodding along until we can reach retirement, but then there are others of us who have been forced out of the workforce, you know, or, dealing with ageism. So yeah, we try to cover all of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's ambitious. It feels like, Oh, I love it. It feels kind of like the anti-cosmo to me, which I love, (laughs) you know, I love that too. 
<laughs> I, I don't want to, I want to, I want to crap on Cosmo because it's good for a lot of people, but it's just, you know, there are certain of us, number of us that it doesn't speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I would love, I would love if that's how people <laughs> thought of yeah. us. So yeah, I feel like ageism is really wrapped up with like the patriarchal Oh, yeah. uh, model of society. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I think about like, at, you were talking about like, you know, the magazines as you go through the stands, you know, when, when we were younger, yeah. um, that's why Cosmo came up. Cause I remember as like a teenager and a young adult always having Cosmo and always mm-hmm. reading these articles and everything in these freaking articles was about how, basically how to morph and shift yourself to, yes. to, be more pleasing to men in some way. I mean, Mm. that's really, that was really kind of the whole focus. And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because, and I do, I think that the ageism, a lot of it comes from that, from this, Mm. like, uh, at a, at a certain, again, the physical fertility, this Mm -hmm. idea that at a certain age, you're no longer relevant because you're not young and, uh, physically able to, get pregnant. You know what I mean? That's yeah. so, so old fashioned and so patriarchal. It's so, yeah. I mean, who wants to be reduced to that? I mean, more yeah. people aren't even having kids. Like I did, right. but like my, my daughters might not have children. Like one I know does not want to have kids and I, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's yeah. so different. And, and yeah, I think, I think there's a lot, a lot that, I mean, if you go, if you look at magazines now, mm. There are there are still like that. Yeah. They are still like that. I invite you. I invite you to go to the checkout line and like Ugh. look and be like, oh yeah. my God, I'm still like these messages are still out there. You know, we're trying to do something different and it's yeah. hard. Um, but I also think it's really worth it. So oh, I think it's so, so needed. Like it resonates with me so much. So something about me that I feel like also kind of plays into this conversation is my Mm -hmm. partner is 27 years older than me. And one of the things that's been freeing about that as I've, you know, as I've gotten older is there's been something freeing about as I start to age, I have a partner that's already aged quite a bit. And something about that feels like safe and I'm using air quotes. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought like how this is really helping my self-esteem How could I, how could I, and I'm really just thinking out loud here, like how could I help my, my peers, the women in my audience who are, Mm -hmm. you know, my same age or older Mm -hmm. feel that same experience, like not feeling like they have to worry so much about the wrinkles or about, you know, the changes to the body. And like, I've, I just love what you're doing because I feel like this magazine does some of that. It helps. With yeah. That. Yeah. And, and so, so a couple things, one, so you've been given this kind of like healing light, let's say, right. Like you've mm-hmm. been, you've like, Oh my God, I see, I see the possibility here. And you just want to shine that out to others. Right. Yeah, Cause you're yeah. like, I want to share this because this feels so good. Yeah. I understand that. Wow. <laughs> you know, I understand that. I think the other thing too, is I started the magazine in, in 2020, but I did it very quietly. I did it very shyly. I did it only where I felt safe. 
You sure. know, I only shared it with people that I, I knew had been following me for a long time mm-hmm. for people who like knew who I was, who understood, who trusted me. Um, and I wasn't even publishing all the time. This was like, a you know, I was, I was hustling my income generating work and this yeah. was kind of like my project. And then this past year, I was like, I have such a, a limited amount of time here on earth, right? I am yes. a pinprick, a pin, a less than a pinprick. I am experiencing the whole of this experience of humanity, right? Yeah. I need to like go for it. And I will, I will kick myself if I don't try. So we are still working. (laughs) We are still, we're growing. You're actually catching us at a moment where we're, we're going to be relaunching in October for real. We just brought on some new contributors and I'm really hoping that we can dive more into that stuff because I have been doing it solo and it's given one perspective and that is not the only perspective here. Right. So, sure. yeah. So I'm hoping to dive even more into that. Um, you know, we've done articles on like graying hair, like, yeah. you know, and that was, that was a lot of fun. And also we actually caught a lot of some, not a lot, but we caught a little shit for it too, because, you know, we walk that line between not shaming women who do dye their hair, like, you know, right. not shaming women who do go for Botox or whatever, but sure. for me, for, for a lot of us though, it's like, I don't know. We're just in this weird tension time where you don't want to crap on other women, but you also want to say not every woman. Do you know what I mean? Yes, totally. And you know, what comes up for me as you talk about that, this is, I totally know what you mean. And I feel like there have even been podcast episodes where this kind of thing has come up, not necessarily on this topic, but what, what comes up for me there is that there is an energy behind everything we do. So Mm -hmm. for instance, years ago on my blog, I wrote a blog post when I stopped wearing makeup, I ditched wearing Mm -hmm. makeup. And for me, that was an extremely empowering thing to do because the energy behind my makeup use was Mm -hmm. 100% fear-based fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And once I realized it, I empowered myself by no longer using makeup, um, for some women, the energy behind makeup would be artistic. It would be creative. Right. Right. And so right. I think it's so much, I think that what you're doing is you are speaking with those kinds of articles. You're speaking to the women who maybe are dying their gray hair in an energy of fear. Whereas mm-hmm. there are probably women out there who are doing it in an energy of empowerment because they just love the way it looks. Exactly. And that, yeah. I mean, that brings me joy too. Like when I see a woman rocking, like whatever, you yeah. know, I'm like, yes. So yeah. it gives me freedom. And I don't think like, oh, I should dye my hair. I think like I can feel the energy of that person. Like you said, yeah. like it mm-hmm. just comes from a place of empowerment. And I think because we've been socialized to feel disempowered for so long, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about the patriarchy. You can talk about isms, any ism, racism, right. sexism, ageism, you know, homophobia, you know, queerphobia, whatever these isms yeah. are, they're all designed to disconnect us from our power, right? So that yeah. we are in, so that we have to feel in service of somebody else. And so, right. you know, the energy I'm coming at it from <laughs> is I hope that we can all feel more liberated, more free. Yes. And that's the thing. So I think I think that those kinds of articles and those kinds of, you know, videos and what, Mm -hmm. if you end up doing a podcast, I think that that 
you're going to magnetize to the woman who really wants to stop dyeing her hair. She's actually not doing it for herself, you know? Right. And it's like by reading that article or hearing someone talk about it, Mm -hmm. that can be a permission slip. And I know that for me, when I stopped wearing makeup, it was Mm -hmm. because I read about another woman that did that. And I was like, that's so cool. And it was like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't have to. So here is something else that you're touching on that just like lights me up too. And that is, you know, you talk about the feminine divine, right? So Mm. this collective, and that's something that I'm, I'm a ambitious person. I always have been, I'm a rising Leo Oh yeah, (laughs) and a Sagittarius moon. So I got a little of the ambition sparkle. Um, but I'm not really competitive. You know, like I, I, I'm ambitious, but I'm not competitive. I really want to rise together. So I've always Mm -hmm. looked for, you know, partnerships and things like that to work with others, because also I, you know, I have a specific viewpoint again, it is not the only viewpoint, right? Right. It's not, I'm, I'm not the, I am not the only woman who is going through (laughs) the middle age. There are many, and it's a, it's a very experience. So I just think that this idea of the feminine, the collective, you read that article from that person and then she shared that with you and you were able to do it. And so we are, I mean, also at my core, I am a storyteller. I am just born with some type of storytelling gene. I don't understand it. I just have it. And so, well, actually I do understand it. It comes from, you know, uh, civilization, right? So we all learn in story. And so- this idea of a collective, like instead of the competitive nature that we have all been marinated in, especially if you're listening to this in the U S right. It is a highly toxic, competitive culture of scarcity. And I love this idea of moving into something that's more feminine, more collective, more true community. Yes. Yes. And I love the distinction there is that I mean, I was hearing for sure is you don't need to be competitive to be ambitious. And that does seem to be kind of the new paradigm, especially in, it seems to be, especially in communities of women, there Mm -hmm. is this sort of new paradigm of like, wait, when we're all competing with each other, that actually serves the patriarchy, right? Like that doesn't serve us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so when we come together and support each other, it's, kind of incredible. Um, Absolutely. What that does for everyone. Yeah. And you know what I think though? Um, I think that it requires a lot of healing on our part. Yeah. You know, we have to go through our own healing process so that we can kind of unpack those messages, realize that we are safe in community. You know, I was talking with my husband. Um, We've been together for uh, 30 years. I think it will be 31 this year. So we've you've talked about, wow. you know, we've grown together. Yeah. So congratulations. Partner who's older. Thank you. Um, and we, so we were talking about, you know, just, he, we were just talking about just where we are at today. And he, he was like, you know, I don't think mean girls could exist now mm. because you know, that movie was very of a time. Right. And so yes. I grew up, you know, we grew up with like these movies that were, that were about mean girls or yeah. mean people. And, um, I think, you know, I hope <laughs> I cross my fingers and hold yeah. my heart, hoping that we're moving away from that. It does feel like that. It really mm-hmm. does. And I find 
this is actually one of the areas where the the much younger generation, you know, the late teens, early 20s yes. right now, it is so cool to yes. see the way that women are connecting. I was in Tulum earlier this year and I met up with a group of much younger spiritual women. They were all in their early 20s and mm-hmm. it was so cool to see the difference in just mm. the way that they almost more easily form community with each other mm-hmm. and support each other. I, I definitely think mm-hmm. that that there's a lot of hope for that in yes. the women who are growing up right now. Mm. And so I, I see it too. So my daughters are uh, 20 and 18. And so I see it mm-hmm. among their peer groups. And so I think about, I think about what I what role I can play and what role, yeah. not just what role I can play, but like, what, what do I want? So it's not like just helping other, it's like, what do, what do, what's the world I want to co-create with other people. Right. So that's yeah. like what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> it's a woman's magazine. It's a women's media company and it's about middle age, but it's also showing those younger generations. Hey man, you know, let's, let's show you, let's, let's guide, let's, let's show you. It's not, you don't have to be afraid, you know, Yes. like there are, there will be challenges, but there are challenges throughout life. So, you know, let's work together to overcome those challenges. So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my big dream. That's my big hope again, very ambitious, I love (laughs) but it. it is, but it is, you know, what I hope. Well, it makes me think about, you know, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, there weren't a lot of middle-aged female role models, actually. There were a few, I can think of like Jane Goodall was, uh, would have been one at that time, but there just, there weren't a lot. And it feels like now there's this explosion of, again, like middle-aged women, birthing incredible things, building businesses, like building magazines and media companies. And it's like, there's so so many examples for younger women that like life, not life, not only does life not end at 40, but actually that's when life can really like take off. Yes. Yes. And, you know, thinking about this in the historical terms, I mean, my mother couldn't get her own credit card for right. a while. Right. So like, that was like what, 1974, 78, like, or something oh. around there that women were actually able to get their own credit card. Crazy. <laughs> so I am of the first generation yeah. <laughs> who benefited from all of the work that those people did that, that yeah. allowed us to get to where we are. And, you know, we still have a long ways to go, but, um, I don't know. We're just at this really cool kind of, is it called like an inflection point, right? So like where we've crossed this threshold. And so what, so, so it's just kind of, kind of as shitty as these times can be, (laughs) you know, or as challenging as these times can be. Yeah. We're actually in a point where we can really co-create something really gorgeous moving forward. Yes. Yes. And I, I think sometimes that kind of co-creation is birthed from challenge, you know, oh, the, yeah. the status yeah, yeah. quo being upset means everybody's looking around like, wait a minute, what do we actually want? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this, all this not working for me. Exactly. So mm-hmm. 
Oh, and I think so middle cool. age is that time where you're like, you look back and you're like, mm, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I, you know, followed right. every kind of prescription that was handed to me, how to be a woman, how to be feminine, how to do this, how to do that. It ain't working for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. None of it, <laughs> that didn't work. So that let's didn't work. do something different now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, time to exactly. get out of the box for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, bo- the box didn't work. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this has been awesome, Jennifer. This has been such a cool conversation. I am thrilled to get this up. Um, I think people are going to love it. Before we wrap up, could you share how someone can connect with yes. Jennifer Magazine? Yes. So you can visit us, read us, jennifermag.com. Um, and you know, follow us on Instagram, of course. However, what I really invite you to do is to become a Jennifer insider, which is our newsletter. You can sign up for that on our site and keep listening because we're launching something, you know, we're relaunching the magazine. It's going to be a beautiful moment in October. We're having a party, a relaunch party and everything. Mm -hmm. And we're also bringing on founding members to help us create this movement, right? So to bring on diverse writers, to, to pay women what they're worth. And so we're, we've created this opportunity. It's called Gen X. (laughs) I I I know, isn't it great? J-E-N-X. Um, so founding members, you know, we're bringing them on $99. You get a year of exclusive content. You get um, an, a VIP invitation to our relaunch party. And um, you're going to get a community of like-minded women who cool. are here to co-create a new world. Oh, that sounds awesome. So all of that will be in the show notes for everyone listening right now. If that interests you scroll right on down there and click right now, it's there for you. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been awesome. Thank you. This is, this has been a highlight of my, my whole month. So thank you. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I will catch you next week.